Hello, and welcome to episode 5, my word of the Babbler's Guild. Hello! How are we all doing? <laughs> it's only Jamie here, so I don't know who we all are. <laughs> I am here for uh, episode 5, or episode Sharon. We'll wow! Oh, one. we've finally gone, we've finally gone past the female, uh, the male names, and we've moved into female, so it's, it's a good time. Yeah, we've got Percy Esther and Sharon now, so we've got a nice little collection going. My. Nice little uh, group of episodes. Word. Honestly, these these episodes are absolutely flying by. It, we tried to do maths last week and we couldn't really work it out, but no, I this still is probably yeah, probably the fourth week we've been recording, but the fifth episode, if that makes sense. I think that works out. I think that I think is that, it. Yeah, yeah it, was, it has definitely been a month now, though. We know that much. We know we've been doing this for a month and hopefully <laughs> many more months to come. I mean, I'm sure it will, because I mean, I'm having an absolute bloody blast doing this. And it was weird, because we've left it an extra day to record this week, and it did feel weird not recording on a Tuesday. It was strange. I kind of geared myself up all day, like, yeah, it's podcast day. And then we were like, actually, we'll we'll do it tomorrow. I was like, yeah, get to do a podcast on a Wednesday. And then it sunk (laughs) in, I didn't get to do it on a Tuesday. It wasn't an extra podcast, it was just... All right, we're moving it. All right, cool. But here we are. <laughs> we're recording. But here we are. We've somehow we've made it. Um, just before we start, I'm going to start it off with this sacred noise of. Oh, listen to that. Which should be great. It is now in my hand. I'm holding a um, supersonic rocket ship double IPA, which is eight point five percent, and I'm drinking Ooh. midweek because. I'm on half term, so I don't care. Um, and it's from a brewery called Twisted Wheel Brewery, which is based in Ma- in Warrington, which is um, near to where I live. And it was gifted to me um, this pre this previous weekend by none other than a man called Mister Rob Wynn, who is I'm going to name him the official beer giver of the podcast. Hey, we'll expect his delivery every week then. <laughs> every week. So there you go, Rob. There's your shout out. He um he told me over the weekend that he's been listening to the pod. And yeah, all good. So shout out to Rob. Thanks for the beer. Don't know if you remember gifting me three beers on my way out of your house, but <laughs> there we go. And it's um I'm gonna do a taste test. All the suspense. You know what? It's pretty good. It's pretty peachy. Not not like, oh, that's peachy. It, it genuinely tastes a little bit peachy. Very My nice. word's got oats in it. Very good. Anyway, that's beer talk over because this ain't a beer podcast. Um, so did you ever play a little game called Mad Max? Do you know what? It's probably not going to come as a surprise that, no, this isn't one that I've played. It wow. is in my library, and I have started okay. downloading it so many times, and then thought, actually, no, nah, I'm not going to play it right now, and, and cancelled the download. But I have had so many people tell me that I need to play Mad Max. I have not you had do. a single person who has played it say it's a bad game. They all say, do you know what? I thought it would be terrible, but surprisingly, it was really, really fun. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I, have, I can't say I've played it. It's great. Um, have you ever played any of the Just Cause games? Yeah, I've played all of them. I love the Just Cause so, games. Is it a bit like yeah, them? There you it? go. It's the same developer. Same people make oh. it. Um, it's great. Mad Max, the first game, was brilliant. It, the release of it coincided with the release of the George Miller uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Don't know why I said George Miller. That's the director. Weird. <laughs> what a weird way of saying it. Mad Max Fury Road, um, which is... 
one of visually one of the best films I've ever watched in my life. I went to the cinema, I think, four times to see that in the space oh, of wow. two weeks. I loved it. It was an amazing cinematic experience. If that's ever in a cinema near you, go and see it. But that's by the by. The game, Mad Max, is great. It's just a desert world. You've got this crazy car. You're going around fighting all these villains called the War Boys. You're beating people up. It's very... Um, you like the Batman games, don't you? The Arkham I games. I do. Yeah, I, yeah, some of my favourite games are the Arkham games, for sure, yeah. Yeah, the combat in Mad Max is basically a rip-off of that, but oh, it okay. works because it's a bit more brutal. So there's like finisher moves where you basically pull out a shank and you stab someone in the face. Um, so it's a bit more brutal, <laughs> a bit more brutal than um, than Batman, should we say? But it's exciting that Mad Max Two is in development because I loved that game. It was great, and I think it, that if we ever did another part two to underrated games. I feel like that may be on there because I never hear anybody talking about it. But yeah, Avalanche is developing Mad Max 2. So, Jamie, you need to get on it and play the first one. I'm going to download it later on. I'm going to finish the download this time as well and I'm going to play it. I've just just been so wrapped up in Ultimate Fishing Simulator <laughs> recently. Bro. Oh, yes, you have. You keep right. So, Jamie keeps sending me photos every, like, every half an hour just saying, oh, just caught a bass. And I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> what's going on right now? I think you sent me one yesterday at like like 9.30 in the morning, it was like, oh, just on a quick break and a bit of a fish. I was like, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's my go-to for my lunch break at the moment, is just jump on, because I play a lot of games that are quite intense and quite stressful, competitive. So when there's all that going on, and all the communications with the team, and it's really like, sometimes I'm just like, you know what, I just want to go sit or stand virtually by a lake and, and catch me some Miracarp. Caught 47 <laughs> kilo Miracarp earlier. Impressive. I am... Um... I appreciate that you moved from saying sit or stand and saying I stand oh, virtually, so not like you're stood in your living room playing the game. I am sat game. on my comfy chair watching a virtual character stand <laughs> at a lake with a virtual rod and some virtual maggots, which unfortunately the animation's quite poor and they don't wriggle on the oh, hook. Oh no, do they not? No. Well, oh, it's an dear. import from PC and I'm playing it on console, so... Right. What's the game called, console? sorry? It's called Ultimate Fishing Simulator. I, I, the story is I picked up a £4 fishing simulator thinking, oh, that's cheap. And I saw it on the deals and I thought it might be fun. And I played it and it wasn't that good, but I quite liked the idea of playing a fishing simulator. So I upgraded to this one, which was about £25 on the store. Um, but I've had a lot of fun on it. I've been playing it for about quid. a week. Yeah, I know, but it's, it's just so fun. I mean, I can't describe much to it other than you go fishing, but it's really right. enjoyable. I'm just I'm having a look. I've just got it up now. I'm just having a look at some um, images on the old Google. Um, yeah. It looks alright. It looks uh, a lot better on VR PC. Version. You can, yeah, you can change the graphics a lot more on PC depending on your, your requirements, but it's on console it's unfortunately kind of like a one-size-fits-all, and they're okay. You can see the water rippling a bit, and the fish look alright, but it's nothing nothing groundbreaking or, or breathtaking. But yeah, that's that's definitely been enjoyable, just chilling out and catching some fish and upgrading my gear, visiting new places. Oh, very um, very nice. I've never been fishing in real life. It's never been a thing that's um, reeled me in, should we say? <laughs> um, it's, ne- it's never been. Never nah, been. Now you were baiting that... me with that one. Oh, honestly, <laughs> these jokes are getting um, absolutely out of goldfish hand. That wasn't a joke. I just wanted to say <laughs> say a fish. Um, you've been playing. Is it Call of Duty? 
competitive again i think i have been so yeah yeah, so i've been playing a few gbs on call of duty when it first came out so if if you go onto the game battles website it's it's where people can register their teams and you can arrange matches with other competitive players and you get rankings but uh call of duty always well usually always releases a ranked play mode or a league play mode uh i think it's just called ranked play this year whereby you play uh, again on on the maps that the pros play on for their competitive uh, matches you play on the the maps and the and the game modes that they play there are restrictions so all the overpowered weapons are kind of ruled out the overpowered attachments they try and make it as fair as they can so the the kill streaks aren't annoying ones that you could be doing really well and then suddenly someone just drops bombs all over the map they they try and keep them a bit more fair um and you play in smaller teams of 4v4, and with the ranked play, depending on how well you play, you get a ranking. And you will typically match up with people that are a similar rank to your team. And it gives you just quite a competitive experience, and you go up or down a ladder depending on whether you win or lose. And then every few days, the ladder resets. And depending on where you were on the ladder, your, your number level will go up a certain amount. But if you play badly yourself, your skill ranking can drop. Now, that was never really an issue before. That was just kind of to decide who you would play against and obviously the cosmetics of what your team, what, what your logo, I should say, looks like. But you could play with, you could be in the top division and play with someone on your team that was in the lower division, but they've changed it now that you can only party up with people that are so many points either side of you. Right. So that's made it a bit complicated to play in a full team if some people aren't quite at the level that some other people are. Ah, and it is right, only in okay. beta stages, so it might get adjusted a bit, but... Uh, I've thankfully been able to play with my friends. We've been able to get in the squad together. We're all sort of a similar rank. Um, there have been a few instances where one of us, we've won a game, one of us has got you know the MVP of that game, so they've gone up a division and we've had to kind of play separately for a game to get back together. But it's it's been a bit of a breath, breath of fresh air, really, because I wasn't really enjoying that Call of Duty, the Vanguard multiplayer too much, but this has kind of given me something to work towards. It's a bit more competitive. I just hope they, they sort out the whole you can't play with your friends rubbish. Yeah, that is annoying. Cause I um, completely different game, but I remember playing um, Overwatch when that first sort of came out, and that was nice. Cause I had a couple of people that I regularly played that with, and it was weird because obviously if you're like ranked in different sort of formats or whatever, if you got gold, bronze, or silver, I, yeah. think, I remember and you couldn't sort of play with people, and that was a bit a bit annoying. I don't know if they changed that eventually, but no, it was it is annoying when you can't play with people you want to because you should be able to just jump on be like this is my team i'm gonna play with them instead of the game going oh maybe not maybe we shouldn't play there well it makes it harder if you're wanting to do competitive because you need to think about especially if it's quite tactical pace in 4v4 you need to think about strategies you need to know how your teammates play and you need to work as a team and if you're not allowed to play with your usual people and have to jump in with random people the communication is not there you don't know what everyone's doing and it just defeats the point a little bit to me I can appreciate what they're trying to do, that you know, lower-ranked people won't get matched against higher-ranked people, but I feel like there should be an option to just accept that if you're a lower rank and you party up with people that are higher ranks, you will play against the higher ranks as well, and you have to deal with that. I think that's just... We should be given that choice to do that. Yeah, um, they should. Is there, um, is there any news on what the new Call of Duty is going to be this year? Because obviously this is usually a yearly release, isn't it? There is, yeah. So we, I think it has been confirmed now by Activision um, that I believe it's Infinity Ward obviously working on this one, is mm-hmm. Modern Warfare 2. So it's not a remaster of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 that was out in oh, 2000 and 
2008, 2009, around I think it's about 2009, then. I think. Yeah, so it's it's not a remaster, but um, the the franchise got a reboot a couple of years ago. It was 2019. Yeah. Uh, Modern Warfare was released, the reboot, and this will be a sequel to that, Modern Warfare Two. Now, there's not many details we know about the game itself as of yet, other than that it's going to be Modern Warfare 2. There are a few rumours circulating. So one of the rumours is, uh, I, I, this may be a rumour, this may also be confirmed, I'd need to fact-check this, but there's a lot of talk to us having Warzone 2. Oh, so, you mean like instead of them updating it? Yeah, so Warzone was released while Modern Warfare was out. They kind of kept the same map for the, the Black Ops Cold War year. They did make it. They had. They still had Verdansk. They just set it back a few years um, to the eighties. But then, with the release of Vanguard, they've released the new Caldera map. Um, people are thinking, are they just going to change the map every year? But no, apparently they're going to make an entirely new war zone. Oh uh, my god! Now, with them doing this, it opens up something which a lot of people want to see come back. So when they released Warzone, they integrated the ranks on Call of Duty multiplayer with Call of Duty Warzone. Meaning that if you leveled up in Warzone, it was the same rank you had in multiplayer. Your guns, everything ah, carried good. across. It was quite good, but the way they had to make that work is so that it was fair with the ranking. Is, is they kind of had to ditch the old prestige system where you get to a certain level and then you can choose to prestige and then oh, do those really levels like again and so on. So you can still prestige, but the way it works now is you get to level fifty-five as usual, and then you get to go on to prestige one, and then essentially when you you go back to like level one and then you go up to level whatever it goes up to a thousand i believe but every 50 levels you gain an extra prestige um, right, okay. so you can be like oh prestige one prestige two prestige three but then when the next season comes out which is every sort of month or so they reset your rank back to one you'll still be that prestige but you'll be level one again and then you'll go right. okay every 50 levels gets me another prestige so i'm now five six seven Rather than it just being a case that you just continually progress till Master Prestige and then did a thousand levels. So people are hoping that feature is going to come back, and I would like to see that because double XP weekends are pointless if your rank's just going to reset and you've got nothing to show for it. And they do a lot of double XP weekends. Um, and, and the other rumor as well that we're hearing, and Activision are, are supposedly denying it, but there's a lot of talks that this Call of Duty is going to be around for two years. They're not actually going to release one in 2023, which will be the first yeah, time in I nearly two decades. Down. Yeah, it's going to be the first time in nearly two decades that they've not done a yearly release if this happens. Now, there's mixed God. feelings towards this. If they're releasing Modern Warfare 2, which they've had a lot of time to develop because um, some of the other games previously to Vanguard and Cold War, you've had developers pull out partway through. You've had COVID get in the way. Supposedly, Modern Warfare 2 has been worked on for, for quite a while, uh, has been in development for a long time, and they're not expecting there to be too many hiccups. Apparently, it's at the best stage a Call of Duty's been by February, uh, right. before it's released since Black Ops 3 which was an incredible Call of Duty widely accepted to have been very good aside from the, the exo jumping and you know double jumping <laughs> stuff people like Black Ops 3 it was a good game so th- there's high hopes that it's going to be good and it will be playable for two years especially if there's regular updates um, they keep up with the free DLC and also if Warzone 2 is a separate entity it might work out quite well um, to, to allow progression and, and continued play so We'll see what happens there, but that's Call of Duty news. Um, lots going okay. on there at the moment. It is. I mean, I feel like there's always something 
Call of Duty base that's going on. It's either like some developers have dropped out, or some um, there's like a very there's a very brief rumor. Like going off on a bit of a tangent. Do you remember the God? It must have been about three or four, maybe five years ago now when. It was revealed that Activision had plans to make a Call of Duty, but it was set um, during the Roman Empire. I actually don't remember hearing that, which surprised me because I usually hear everything Call of Duty. Yeah, so apparently, um, I'll try and find a link to it for you. Um, They were going to do a Call of Duty that was set during the Roman Empire, and you played as like a Roman legionary. And it was all different types of swords, and I, okay. I don't know where it was going to be set, but yeah, I think they wanted to try out just like a melee combat version of Call of Duty. It was wasn't like meant to come out recently; it was meant to come out a long time ago. But I think they wanted to sort of spread their wings, but I think um, shareholders maybe got involved and went, oh, maybe not. Yeah. Let's just stick to what's good and what people like. <laughs> we definitely wouldn't see that now either. It's become you no. know, it's a first, it's an established first person shooter. That's what it is. That's what it will always be. Um, but yeah, that is interesting to think that that's maybe a route they might have taken in the past. I wonder how that would have affected the franchise. Don't know. They might have done one one gun, one gun year one soldier. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Who bloody knows. Uh, briefly, before we move on to a little thing called Elden Ring, Ooh. I'm just going to do two. One incredibly brief review of a film, and then a very slightly bit longer review of a TV show. Now, yesterday which is when we're meant to be recording, I went to see a film called The Duke, which uh, has Jim Broadbent and Helen Mirren, and it's a true story about a man called Kenton Bunton, which is a ridiculous ridiculous (laughs) name, uh, who wanted to have a lot of money to help people to buy a TV licence because he didn't believe that people should have to pay to watch the BBC because in the UK you have to pay a TV license to be able to watch the BBC. And to do this, get all this money for it, he ends up stealing a portrait um, of the Duke of Wellington, which is worth £140,000. And that ends up getting... Um, he tries to like sell it and everything like that. But anyway, it's a great film. I'm not going to spoil it if you go and watch it. It's genuinely really good it's like a classic british film there's some really really funny bits in it it's just a great <laughs> film it's a really it's good gonna film. Be funny so you should... jim broadbent i think he's he's always unintentionally funny as well he's oh actor. definitely he's very unintentionally funny throughout the entire film um secondly cuphead the tv mm. show the cuphead show we mentioned it didn't we in the previous podcast mm. that it was coming oh out. yeah i'm assuming you've watched it in its entirety and i have i have i actually finished it this morning this very morning i watched the final I'm episode i'm surprised now. you didn't watch it in one sitting <laughs> i mean i probably could have done because the episode's very short now i'm just going to go through the list of notes i made while watching it um <laughs> amazing it is. It's great. It is such a good translation of the video game to a TV show. It's great. The animation is not exactly the same. So it's not the 1920s, 30s rubber band animation that you see in the game. It's a little bit more modernised, but that's 
probably just to save on time because how you have to hand draw everything and obviously they've done it all digitally but it still works there's still the same character models are there it's great you still see all the characters that are in the game it's great the voice acting is good a lot of the characters are like i said in the previous episode new yorkers which um, <laughs> i didn't expect didn't expect them to be new yorkers but they are um it's got an absolutely cracking theme tune theme tune's great there's a lot of musical numbers which are all great as well there's 12 episodes and they're all funnily enough all about 12 minutes long okay which is great so it's nicely digestible you don't have to sink a lot of time into it um the story is sort of loosely loosely based on the game um it's in a looney tunes style so it's like an episodic structure where it comes up and it says, oh, this is the story. It's like it's whatever and whatever. And then it's a 12-minute episode about whatever the story is. But wow. at the same time, there's this whole overarching story which is based on the game where the devil is after both is both um, Cuphead and Mugman's souls. And it's based on that very slightly. Um, some episodes are based off of the boss battles as well, which is really nice. So Ribby and Croaks, who are these two sort of... Um, Sleazy gambler toads who own. I was going to say they're barge. either toads or frogs with names like they're that. They're giant toads, yes, who are boxers as well. They've got big boxing gloves of on. Of course they are. Um, so, yeah, of course they are. Um, an entire episode is dedicated to them, and it's basically the boss battle, and they incorporate some of the music from the game into oh, the wow. TV show. What's <laughs> nice? It's really good, and the ending as well. Not going to spoil what it is. But it sort of leaves it on a little bit of a cliffhanger, and I'm genuinely very excited to see what they do next with it. Um, it's open to all. It's not. They haven't made it like adult. They haven't tried to like make it for a more mature audience. Even though the game probably caters to a more mature audience because of just how hard it is yeah. in general, they've made it so that it's funny for sort of any any age group to watch. All the comedy really translates probably through every age group. But it's great. Go and watch it if you haven't. It's a good time. I might have to give it a go. I might have to look at getting the game as well. I'm just trying to work out how much it actually is, the game. I don't think it's too expensive, is it? No, it's like a normal digital one. So it's about 14, 15 quid probably around. Yeah, it's eleven ninety nine at the moment. It's on offer uh, until the 2nd of March. Get it. So, Honestly, get it. It's great. I still need to finish it off on PlayStation because, like I said in that previous video, um, previous podcast, I finished it on on the train. Like, But you thought there was a train <laughs> in the game. I finished it on a train from London to Manchester in the game. But I finished it on Switch and then bought it on PlayStation and never ended up finishing it for whatever reason. But I do really need to go back into it and finish it off. Yeah, so glad you enjoyed that, really. I'm glad it wasn't a disappointment. <laughs> no, because uh, it could have gone two ways because it's such sort of a well-rounded, well-known property now, Cuphead, and it came out quite a long time ago, so there's, there's a good chance that a lot more people have played it now. And because it's got such a dedicated fan base, it was sort of... I think it might have been a bit of a, bit, a, bit of a risk, actually, putting yeah, it as it a TV series. upset people. Especially on Netflix as mm-hmm. well, because obviously their track record for great shows is quite slim compared to their track record for incredible shows now most stuff on netflix is good it is most stuff is good but very very few are sort of like superb and like amazing and you want to go back every single week and watch (laughs) it and i definitely think 
Cuphead is possibly one of them. I definitely rewatch it. Give it a big old rewatch in the future. Amazing. Good times. Um, we've decided on a topic this week, haven't we? We have. Yeah. Mm. A great fun topic. Actually, I'm really excited about it. That wasn't sarcasm. Um, <laughs> it sounded a really little excited. Sarcastic. It did. I thought that sounded sarcastic. No, like, this this is like what me and you do on, on on our games. This is like our topic is what we're all about, isn't it? Oh yeah, it definitely is. This is like our main, 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 main stay in games. And I've, I don't know what it is. I think it's one of the reasons why I've sort of stuck with gaming as well. Because I remember when I got a PS3, and just going to go straight into it now, I didn't know what a trophy was. <laughs> and I got a, got a PlayStation 3 and it loaded up. And I was like, what's this? And it just popped in the corner. I was like, what's that? And I was like, oh. There's a list, a list of all these things to do. And ever since that moment, I I don't know what it is, but I have been obsessed with getting trophies, and I absolutely love it. So, Jamie, could you please tell us what our main topic for today is? So our main topic for today is we're going to talk through three, we're going to each going to pick three of our hardest or most challenging platinum trophies that we have earned. Oh, yes. Um, now, for anyone who's unsure what a trophy is, I'm assuming you don't have a PlayStation um, <laughs> because you, you, you see them pop up in your corner. They're, they're essentially called achievements on Xbox and PC. Uh, you get them on Steam, and then uh, they're little challenges to do within a game, and when you do them, you unlock the trophy. Uh, getting a Platinum trophy is what well, the reward you get typically for getting every single trophy or achievement within a game. So I think on Xbox they used to call it maxing out the achievements. Um, yeah. Essentially, getting every trophy or achievement earns you a platinum trophy, which I feel has a bit more of a ring to it than just getting all the achievements. Personally, um, we've each got quite a few. How many? How many is it that you've got now? Do you know the number off the top? Well, of head? I've just—was it? I think it was yesterday. Got my fifty-first. Wow. <laughs> which is which was the. Um, Sorry, there's this little stool next to me that's rocking around. Um, which was Ghost of Tsushima, the director's cut. I just platinumed it yesterday, and I've just finished the DLC, which is great. Go and play it, and I am sending you that this weekend I'm so you can play it. It's going to be really great. Forward to that. It's going to be a good time. How many do you have at the moment? Trophies I have of platinums. I'm sure it is exactly forty. I'm going to quickly oh, check. It? it might be 41. You know what? I, no, it's check. 40. It's 40. I got Miles Morales about a week ago. I finally ah, played yes, that. Yes, you did, didn't number you? Number 40. Yeah, I do have What a 40. great game. Yeah. Now, I remember um, quickly going off of trophies for a second. When I got Miles Morales on that like sort of first week release of the PlayStation. So when I got my PlayStation, my PlayStation had a fault. Now, what had happened is, for some reason, is when I ejected a disc, and I know a few people had this fault, is when I ejected the disc from the game that I was playing, for some reason the system deleted all data from that game, apart from save get data. Yeah, Yeah, it took about a week for the update to come out, I think, for it to work. So I basically put, um, put Demon's Souls in. Actually, and I just played Demon Souls until it was fixed, and I didn't take the disc out. But then as soon as it had been fixed, I put Miles Morales on. And for some reason, my Miles Morales also had a fault. And I don't know why. So I'd get all the way right, literally right to the end of the game. And it was a bit where you swing through a window to go into wherever the final area is, where you're fighting the Tinkerer, I think. Spoilers. And well, yeah, well, it's and not really a spoiler. As... It's the main villain. You're going to fight them. At yes, some point. it is the main villain. Yeah, <laughs> as soon as 
um, Miles' feet touch the window to smash through it in the cutscene, every single time without fail, the game froze oh, and no. crashed. And so I put it off. I put it off for about six months, and I just went, I'm not going to play it. I'm just going to leave it, and I'll just watch the ending. But it annoyed me as well, because I really, really wanted to get that platinum, because it was very achievable. But I went back anyway, and I did it, so... So how many do you have? What's going on with trophies? What's going on? It is 40. Yeah, 40 is it the is exact 40. number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to double check then. I'm like, yeah, it is 40. And Miles Morales was my 40th, so I was a bit late to the party. We all know, oh, uh, nice. if anyone's listened to previous podcasts, that my PlayStation 5, when I was supposed to get it on release, took a little adventure, which it never returned from. <laughs> uh, it was yes. essentially stolen uh, So uh, by by the delivery service, which I won't mention because I don't want to get sued. Uh, but <laughs> it, did, it did a little bit of I mean, work. I wonder who that is. Oh, yeah. Um, but they uh, they royally messed up. Uh, did they? <laughs> they, they, they word. Did. So I didn't really, I didn't want to buy that for PS4. I, I thought I'll wait till PS5 comes out. PS5 came out. There are a few other games I wanted to play, and then I don't know. I just thought, ah, it's a bit cheaper now. I'll get it. I liked it. I played it until there was nothing left to play on it. Got the platinum trophy, and then deleted it from my console. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, that's what you've got to do. Um, how many trophies do you have in total? Now it's that's just a question. Now. Let's have a little look. In total, I have two thousand eight hundred and sixty-five trophies. That's how many trophies you've got in total. It is. My God, <laughs> mine is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> what have you got? It, um, seven thousand. Sorry. Wow. Seven thousand six hundred twenty-four. Um, I don't know how, but I um. Because obviously you've got a lot less than me, but you've almost got the same amount of Platinums. Yeah, well, the thing is as well, I, my PS3 account is separate to this account. So my PS3 account oh, has, yes. I think, 10. So I right. might have 11, actually, uh, which would put me on 51, tied with you. I might have a quick look of that and double check. But even still, I'm assuming that either you've got more games that are uncompleted, or I've played. I've got some Platinums which have less trophies in general. Oh, I've got loads of games that are uncompleted. I... It's not incredibly recent that I've been obsessed with getting platinum trophies. Now, I was very into getting trophies. So if there's a load of trophies that I knew I could get, I'd go for it. But it sort of, I thought it took, it would take a lot of effort to sort of go for platinums. But I think it was sort of in the last three years that I've just gone, right, I can get platinum trophies. Yeah. So I'm going to put all my time into it. And which is why at the moment I am working on currently the Dirt 5 Platinum the Grand Theft Auto Vice City Definitive Edition Platinum where I need two trophies to 100% it and I'm done um, the Mortal Shell and the Chivalry 2 Platinum so surely so I think this year I should have another one two three should have another four at least this year and the Elden Ring trophy list has just come out and it's basically beat every boss get all three endings and get all these magic things which is basically the same as demon souls and i platinum that so, so you should be able to do this one yeah so that should be at least another five this year if nothing else and i think i've got a few games which i haven't even started up yet which i could platinum so it's a good time all around for trophies yeah there's a there's a lot of good games coming out and i think a lot of the trophy lists that seem to come out now are achievable that most of them will be achievable with one trophy that's maybe a bit like oh and you kind of think, if I, if I can get that, I can get the rest easy. There's usually yeah, always one as, that puts you off. Such as catching, how many is it, a thousand fish or something? Or driving ah, so, a thousand miles? 
yeah, Ultimate Fishing Simulator, you have to catch 5,000 fish in total, which is, is a lot. Um, I've been playing for about a week, and I've caught about 150 right context. that's not great and i it? need about so i need about 50 times it's probably going to take me about a year of playing it regularly to get that jesus the rest of them are just catch one of every species of fish which isn't too difficult but yeah dirt five is the driving a thousand miles trophy yeah well um, i had a look earlier on today and i've played it for i think seven hours dirt five and i went onto my profile to see how many miles i've drove and it's only like 117 Oh, does it tell you? I didn't know you could actually look yeah, it up. So, yeah, so if you go into your profile, it's like a stats page that I says wish miles I knew that. driven. <laughs> yeah, and it says miles driven. I've been playing for like seven hours, and it's like only a hundred and odd miles. Like, yeah. that's ridiculous. I've like almost, I'm halfway through the campaign. Surely I should have driven more by now. That's it not feels the like I've one, driven though. more. That one's just time-consuming, the same way the 5,000 fishes, but it doesn't take too long, because you can tape down your triggers. There are circuits you can do online. Just go yes, the there is, yeah. And it takes about eight hours or so of doing that um, after you finish the actual campaign and done every single mission that there is to, to get that. But the hardest one, I think, I'm not sure if you've done it yet, it's called Stuntmaster. Um, no, yes, but I have seen a guide on how to do it, and yeah. it does look annoying. You've got to like do those... Was it Jim Carner or something? The Jim Carners, yeah. Uh, yeah. Where you've got to do stunts to rack up points, and you've got to get thirty thousand score. And yeah, essentially, you've got to, you've got to get some ridiculous combos. Do it perfect. Hit all the drift gates. Uh, you, you used to be able to just spin in circles on the donut pad, and then it would put your multiplier up. But now they they amended that and introduced something called stale. So if you do the same trick over and over, you go stale and you lose your modifier. And you can't right. rack up the points in the time limit that it gives you. So that one was a well, pain. I had to follow a guide. Uh, I, I suggest you do the same, obviously, which you've looked into. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I will. Definitely will. Right, let's get on with it. Jamie, you go first. What is... I'm not, I am not. haven't even got an order to mine. I've just chosen three, which I thought were quite hard. Yeah. Which is your first that you want to talk about? I mean, I've not really got an order to it, um, but I want to give this one a, a bit of a mention. It's... It's not the hardest, to be honest. It's just something that I found a bit frustrating to get. And I love the game, which which is why it's... Um, I don't want to seem like I'm talking bad about it at all. But uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2, which I know oh. you've also got the Platinum trait. Yeah, that reaction. That reaction Time is exactly consuming. why I mentioned it. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. My um, word. So Star Wars Battlefront 2, um, as the name suggests, is a Star Wars game, and it's the second Battlefront game in in the... Well, there was obviously Star Wars Battlefront 2 well, the fourth, on the old generation of consoles. Yeah, the, the original's amazing. But these are the, the ones that EA are making. Uh, Battlefront 2, it was out for PlayStation 4 and the Xbox mm. One, I want to say, and obviously PC. I think so. Yeah, and hopefully a third one pretty soon. Fingers, Fingers crossed. crossed. By That's the news a, that we talked about the other week. Definitely something we, we hope will come up in future. And it's, it's really fun. It was a bit... They had issues on launch. There were a lot of issues, but they ironed them out and put a lot of time into it. And it's an incredibly fun game to play. I really enjoyed it. And I still go back to it now and then and, and play it. Where I... I suppose the Platinum Trophy was a bit difficult at times. Firstly, I'm going to talk about some of the trophies that were a bit challenging. And it's not so much that they're challenging, just that they're annoying. And they come down to a bit of luck at times. And the hardest Yeah, they do. One... I've, just, I've just got the list up now so I can get them up as you're talking yeah. about them. Yeah. 
The hardest one, I think, is to destroy. I think it's 25 hero ships. Oh, do not. Do ship. not get me started on that. It is that. This that is why trophy. I'm saying this game. <laughs> it took me hours to get that. It's ridiculous because everybody's trying to get that trophy. Exactly. And as soon as you're, you've even got that ship down to a minimum, someone nicks it. And you just want to scream and cry because there's no hack trophy. Because there's no there's no hack to it, and you have to wait for someone to call a hero ship in. They're a lot more powered than the other starfighters that you're in. A lot, a lot more. And if you're chasing it, first of all, you're exposed to other people shooting you. It can happen a lot. But they have so much health, you can spend a good five minutes just continually chasing it and shooting it. But to, for it to register as you defeating it, you need to land the last shot. It doesn't matter if you've taken 99.9% of its health down. If someone else just comes in and goes, <laughs> and shoots that last shot at it, they get it. So th- there's been several times I was doing that where I was chasing Poe Dameron or the Millennium Falcon, and I'm shooting it, I'm shooting it for ages. And it gets down to one shot, and then either someone shoots me the second before I get it, or someone else just comes in and pew, gets the last one. I was raging. You have to do it 25 times. Oh, so there's, there's a bit of luck involved for that one. ridiculous. There's a bit of luck. Are they going to spawn in? Are the other team going to be able to get me while I'm chasing it? You know, are they good like that? How good is the person in the hero ship? And are my teammates going to poach it? So first of all, that trophy can go die in a pit. Um, <laughs> that is one of the most annoying trophies. And that's probably the one trophy on the game I was like, it's whether I can get this decides whether I can get the platinum. Um, it's not necessarily hard to do. You could be that person that lands that last shot and gets it. Yeah, exactly. But 25 it's, times? It's... Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> the other thing is getting to level 50, and it takes a ridiculous amount of time to level up on those last levels. It just takes forever. Um, you, it's not possible, really, unless you take advantage of the triple XP days. You have to. No, it's not. And if you remember rightly, when I was getting it, because I got it, it was sometime last year, I think I got it, um, and every time it was the triple XP day, I'd message you saying, it's today. I think it was like every Wednesday. Yeah. And I'd just sit there on, I don't know, I think it was Galactic Assault, I think. And I always used to use the heavy clone trooper or whatever it was with the massive chain gun. Because I found that that, just using that, not even using any heroes, not using anything, just yeah. using exclusively that, racked up so many points. And I just sat there... For probably about three weeks doing that because Takes I think ages. let me have a look now. Um yeah, so the I got the twenty five hero ships trophy on the second of the third, twenty twenty one. And then the next trophy I got after that was which was my final one, which was to get to level fifty and which was the platinum, I got on the twelfth of the fifth. So it took me another two months just to level up to wow. level fifty. That's, and that's, that's what, still that's using I mean. triple it's XP. So it's so time-consuming. Um, so although it wasn't necessarily the hardest, bar that one trophy, um, which again wasn't that hard, it was just a lot of luck and a lot of patience and frustration more than anything because you'd maybe get at most one hero ship down a game if you were lucky. It was yeah. maybe like realistically it was about one every three with the luck that I was having. So you got to think you got to play nearly a hundred games to get that, um, and then probably about 5,000 to get to level 50. But for that reason, I'm I'm putting Star Wars Battlefront 2 on the list. Um, yeah, it was, that, was a, that was a pain. <laughs> I love the game, though. Anyway, how about you, Luke? What, what's your third? Um, now, I'm looking at the three that I've got here, and I'm going to go for one that's slightly for similar reasons, um, and that's Assassin's Creed Odyssey. 
<laughs> now, it's just the time it takes. The platinum is not hard. It is not a hard platinum. It's just, it makes it so much harder than it has to be because there is so much to do in that game. And there's a trophy, which just means you need to do everything on the map. And that would be okay, because in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Assassin's Creed Origins, the map is relatively still quite small for an open-world game. I'll give it that. Yeah. But Odyssey takes it into its own stride and puts the entirety of Greece into it, including all the islands. Massive. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous how big that game is. And it doesn't just relegate you to having to find items and chests and everything like that on land. A lot of them are in the middle of the ocean. So you've got to spend the time getting your boat, sailing to it getting off the boat, then diving into the water, swimming all the way down, figuring out the puzzle underwater, and then if you haven't got the trident of Poseidon, which allows you to breathe underwater, keep swimming back up for air, swim back down, fix fix the problem, whatever's going on, then get the thing. (laughs) It just seems like a lot of little things to get a lot done. And it just, it's just every, it's Amazing! It's an amazing game. Uh, it's one of the best. Honestly, we're doing it again. I'm talking about Greek mythology. <laughs> this is every single week now. Like, next week, week I'm not allowed to talk about it. I can't do it <laughs> next week. It's every week now. But it's great. It's got everything you want from a Greek mythology game. Uh, but it's just the tro- that just to do everything is so time consuming. It's no other trophies hard maybe one of them is hard which is so one of the trophies is to get the cyclops's eye from a goat um basically the right at the beginning there's this big villain who you don't know what he looks like and they keep calling the cyclops and it's to trick you that you think he's going to be the cyclops but it's actually just this big bloke with one eye and his wooden eye comes out and he gets eaten by a goat when you kill him uh and you can go back to the area and if you kill enough goats, one of the goats on this entire island has the eye in its stomach. So you've got to and kill all tro- the goats on the island to try and find the eye. To try and find that one eye. You could be lucky. Wow. You could get that goat first time. Now, that's quite annoying. That was the last trophy I got to get the platinum. And it, it didn't take as long as I thought. It probably took about 20 minutes. But it was just... Running around, it was like goat, kill it, goat, kill it, goat, kill it, goat, kill it for four twenty minutes, which got a bit laborious and a bit boring. But great game. If you want to go for the platinum, Godspeed. It took me, <laughs> it probably took me about one hundred and twenty hours to get that platinum, which is a lot of time to put into a game. Seeing as Ghost of Tsushima probably just took me about forty-one. So it's like triple that, which is well, ridiculous. Valhalla took about 110 hours as well. Yeah, Valhalla was a lot, a lot, a lot. It's it, it does take a lot to put a lot, put all that time into a game, especially when the game worlds are as big as that, and it wants you to do every single side thing. But yeah, I think that's it's got to go on my list of the three hardest ones, just because of how tedious it is for <laughs> tediousness. Assassin's Creed Odyssey goes onto my list of hardest 
Platinums. Mr. Jamie, what is your next one? Well, my next one, again, it's one of those games that I only found hard because of one trophy on it. Um, that that really... Well, I, well, there were a few others that were average difficulty. Maybe for someone who doesn't play this franchise a lot, they're, they're going to struggle with them. But um, when... I believe it was when Call of Duty Infinite Warfare came out, they also released Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Uh, remastered oh, yes. the original Call of Duty 4 they remastered it yes, for the PlayStation 4 now it was just the no it wasn't just the campaign they had a remastered multiplayer as well uh, <laughs> I tell a lie but I got the Platinum Trophy on that game there are Call of Duties probably with harder Platinums like Black Ops 2 I believe is quite challenging because there are maybe it's Black Ops 3 there are challenges you've got to do and get scores on but I haven't got Platinum on those so I can't say they're the hardest ones I've got <laughs> and have you ever played the Call of Duty 4 campaign? Yes, I have. Um, it was free on PS Plus. There you um, go. A while ago. I never actually um, finished it, which is a weird right. thing to say. I remember... I've actually, I have played it a long, long time ago, but I... Actually, I've got it up now. I never finished it. I wanted to finish it on Veteran, so I just started yes. it on Veteran, and I only got up Two, I can't remember where I got up to. Um, I got up to completing Hunted and Death from Above. Yes, and then the I didn't get any further mission. than that. That's as far as I got. So okay. I think I was about six missions from the end. But I, not because I found it hard, because I understand that Mile High Club is a um, is to put it lightly <laughs> the worst level in the world on Veteran. I didn't get there. Um, I just, I think other games came out and I just never ended up finishing it. Yeah. But anyway, you carry on. Carry well, I on. mean, it's funny that you mentioned that because those are the two reasons why it's difficult. So playing Call of Duty for on Veteran is something that, as someone who has played Call of Duty for, for over, well, over a decade now, uh, about a decade and a half, I, I can do Veteran campaigns. I always play the campaign when I get a new Call of Duty. It's the first thing I do before I delve into the multiplayer is I go through the campaign. And for that, you have to complete the campaign on Veteran. Every mission, you kind of get a trophy for doing each mission on Veteran. Um, and, and that in itself can be quite difficult, but eventually you learn how to do it. You take it nice and slow, you keep your head down. Veteran difficulty just means that the AI are a lot smarter. They will throw grenades at you. They will shoot you very quickly if you come out of cover, and you will die very quickly if you start getting shot. It only takes a couple of shots to knock you down. In most missions, you can take it slow. You can let the AI, you know, your AI teammates take out the, uh, well, the AI squad team crew take out the enemies for you and slowly work your way up and just poke your head out of cover now and then. So that is quite challenging. There are a few other trophies, I don't know, killing five people with one grenade, that kind of stuff. Um, but the hardest trophy, and you alluded to it a bit, is, is completing Mile High Club on Veteran. So where is the usual tactic for completing a mission on veteran is to take it slow keep yourself down with this you've got to complete the mission in under a minute which means you've essentially got to do a flawless speed run on the hardest difficulty <laughs> it's ridiculous it's ridiculous it? so for anyone who's who's not played this or seen this mission mile high club is is essentially like a, an epilogue it happens after the story starts uh, finishes <laughs> after it starts after it finishes <laughs> And you you start off and there's a little nod. There's a you're you're in the hull of a plane and you see a we're going in and we're going hard. So like, surely you can't be serious. And you get the classic I'm serious and don't call me Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> and then you essentially burn a hole in in the, well you're you, you're in 
an upper hold, I assume, and you you burn a hole in the roof and you drop down, and you have to work your way through this plane, killing enemies to rescue a hostage, and then you jump out at the end. But on veteran, it means that the second people shoot you, uh, see you rather, they shoot you and you die, and it's it's hard to complete it within a minute, really hard. Um, it took me so many attempts to do that, so many. There were many expletives thrown around the room playing that the controller i'm not sure how it's a vita i didn't smash it but that must have taken me a good 300 attempts to finally do it i don't know what that says about me as a call of duty player maybe i'm just actually a lot worse than i think i am but that was that one trophy and i thought i stupidly left it i should have just well i can't do it straight away because i've got to complete all the other missions first to play it but i should have really got onto that as soon as possible and tried to just get it out of the way but i left it last and it just took me so long. And, and for that reason, just that mission alone puts it in my top three hardest because that was just so, so painful. Um, yeah. I'm not surprised. Like, it's, it is ridiculous. I remember struggling with it on normal. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just because you're in such a tight space. You're on that time limit. And even if you're on, like, easy or normal, you've got to be really switched on yeah. because there's so many enemies in such that tight such a tight space that it, it makes it almost impossible to do it any quicker than you yeah. possibly can you can't really take liberties with it and sit down you have to keep going you have to just keep moving forwards yep especially when you're going to get killed in one shot yeah. it doesn't really help <laughs> the tension does it <laughs> it's little things though like if you shoot someone and then you need to reload and it's not at the you think oh i can't reload at this point yet because yes. someone's going to appear here i'm going to have to duck behind you know when you're losing a second or two and that makes a huge difference and it does yeah it puts it up there for me so count yourself lucky you you, you didn't play that one um <laughs> <laughs> well i might go back one day who knows what is uh what's your number two anyway now, I've just been deliberating very briefly in my mind about this. Now, they're both on here for different reasons. And one of them was maybe once again because of how tedious it was. And the other one is just because of how long it sort of took me to get around to doing it. Okay. You know what? We're going to go with Demon Souls. Next one's hey. Demon Souls. Um, Demon Souls is amazing. It's such a good game. I remember when they announced it and said, here we go, we've fully remade it, blue points on board, baby, we're back. It was so good. Demon's Souls is the original Souls game. It's, well, it's not. It's not the original Souls <laughs> game, but we'll talk about that another time. Um, it's the original, as we know it today, Souls game, and it's fantastic. I remember, I remember playing Dark Souls backwards, so, uh, the first Souls game I played was Dark Souls 2. A lot of people don't like Dark Souls 2. I stand by it being a great game. Then I played Dark Souls 1, and then I played Demon Souls. And Demon Souls has always had this sort of fond place in my heart because of how sort of old, oldish it was. It came out in 2009, if I remember rightly. And it was sort of a game that has, has a lot of risks being taken here it's not open world it's very linear there's it's this boss rush game and there's all these little enemies and it's incredibly hard like do people want this game and obviously people did and when they announced that remake i remember watching the trailer at, i think it was e3 i think it was 20 last year 2021 2020 mm. 2020 or whenever it was and i absolutely lost it it was crazy how good it looked 
But anyway, the trophy list is okay. Like I've said, it's basically kill all the enemies, get all the spells, and that's it. But then you can only get certain endings, get certain items, defeat certain bosses, get certain spells by um, playing around with a thing called World Tendency. Now, World Tendency isn't in any of the other Souls games. I don't know if it's in any of From Software's games before it. But World Tendency is basically how good you are in the game. Now, you can either have a white World Tendency or a, I think... If I remember rightly, a black world tendency or red, whichever one it is. And basically a good or a bad world tendency. And it can differ in between. So the brighter it is, the better it is. The darker it is, the worse it is. And the way that it works is you've got to sort of kill certain NPCs in order to change that world tendency. But the game doesn't tell you anything. It doesn't tell you how to do it doesn't tell you which ones are bad doesn't tell you which ones are good doesn't tell you how to do it at all you've got to figure it out that's for yourself. not very helpful is it <laughs> no it isn't at all um so that's why it takes so much time and i think it takes about five playthroughs to actually get the platinum right and it takes five playthroughs because once you finish the game and you start again it's new game plus again so you've got to get to new game plus four before you can even platinum the game because your world tendency carries over and you've got to keep doing those things to make your world tendency worse over two playthroughs to get all the bad world tendency items but then you've got to play it another two times to make your world tendency good to then get the good (laughs) items but you can only get the trophy for having all of the trophies so you can't just go oh I'll just do all the good ones on one playthrough and all the bad ones on another You've got to do it all on the same one or you don't get those trophies. Oh. It's it's a lot of work to Difficult put in and it's a lot of thinking. A lot of guides were watched for that, <laughs> I will tell you. Now, somehow I platinumed it in under a month. Okay. I don't know how. I don't know how I did it. Um but it was great. It was a great time. Play the Demon Souls remaster. It's out of all of the Souls games. Now I completely understand that. Demon Souls wasn't well the remaster wasn't developed by From Software it was developed by Bluepoint Games but the Demon Souls remaster is my favourite it's the best one of the lot until this Friday when Elden Ring comes out <laughs> um, until this Friday anyway um, but yeah it's just annoying it's just an annoying platinum everything's great apart from having to mess around with the world tendency yeah, yeah that um, like that's it that's my second one <laughs> Okay then, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll lead into my number, my top one then, my, my hardest one. <laughs> you go for it. Um, oh god, just thinking about this is getting me angry already. It's quite ironic that you mentioned earlier with Odyssey. <laughs> angry. <laughs> angry. And, uh, fuming. Absolutely fuming. It's quite <laughs> ironic that you mentioned earlier with Odyssey, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, that the last trophy you got was to do with a goat, and <laughs> that it was really difficult well, oh, and annoying. Well, um, because... Okay. The, to date, the most frustrating platinum I've got is Goat Simulator. Oh, God. Now, I mean, for anyone who doesn't know what Goat Simulator is, it's a simulator where you play as a goat and do all sorts of random things. And do you know what? It's so fun. It's so stupid. <laughs> it is great. There's so many like references to like things that were, I suppose, pop culture at the time, or even just like older 
films, TV shows in it. Like you can go to the top of a hotel and there's a Dead Mouse concert happening up there, and <laughs> and you can go into the sewers and there's a bunch of guys in green leotards dancing around a pizza, which is obviously supposed to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, and then if you you can start fighting them and things, and you get a trophy called Ling Ling into Battle Go. <laughs> and it literally says I'll find that right now, I've got the list up that one literally says fight the turtle, Ling Ling into battle go now with this game most of the trophies aren't Stupid. too hard if you follow a guide if you need to you do sort of each of the different activities that you can um, the, the trophy names are really funny, so there's one where there's a, a bunch of guys having a fight and you and you can go in and you can do like goat fighting and essentially you have to win like five rounds of goat fights in this circle where you've got to headbutt the other goats out of the ring. <laughs> and the trophy for that is called Alexander Gustafson. Now, oh, there sake. is a UFC fighter called Alexander Gustafson. <laughs> so Alexander Gustafson is, is win, win the title battle. Um, and, and the whole thing, like I said, is really fun. Most of the trophies are really easy. I got the game. I can see it now on my trophy list. 16th of January 2016. And I got all the trophies on that day. Bar one. Did you? But oh, all right. I was about day, to say, did it all in one, one day. Bar one. And to give you an idea as to how hard this trophy was, I did not get this trophy until the 9th of August of that year. Oh, and I played that game every day for a good hour or two trying to get this one trophy. <laughs> I'll tell you that for a fax. So it took me seven months, seven months daily, putting a couple of hours in to get this. And the, the trophy's called the Flapmaster. And flap that is <laughs> partially funny and absolutely disgusting. No. I think I might actually have to bleep you out saying that. <laughs> it's so disgusting. It's, it's not what it sounds like. Pure filth. It's not what it sounds like. Um, the, the description is score 10 points in Flappy Goat. Right. Now, okay. if you're wondering what Time Flappy stamped. Goat is... Right. Yeah. <laughs> if you're wondering what Flappy Goat is... It's essentially uh, they they made a, a game a, a mini game within the game based on Flappy Bird, which was a mobile game for anyone who doesn't know or doesn't remember that came out in 2013 and took the world by storm. It was very simple. You controlled a bird on your screen. You tap the screen to make it jump a little bit, and when you weren't tapping, it would kind of sink to the bottom of the screen, and you would have to navigate its way through these these openings. Like there, there, there was a pipe. Uh, and there would be one on the bottom and one on the top and it was like a little gap between these pipes and you had to keep adjusting your height to get through I'm assuming you played Flappy Bird Luke and remember yes I have, yeah. I have also platinumed it so, well, Flappy Bird <laughs> not Flappy Bird oh, Flappy Goat honestly, that's <laughs> Flappy Goat, I honestly thought you said Goat, I was like Goat Simulator in my yeah. head because we're on Goat Simulator now I'm assuming you yes, might have I been have lucky and, 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 sorry to interrupt you, you might have got lucky and uh, got Flap Master quite early on but you have to score 10 on, on flappy goat so you can go up to a tv on the first level or there is a level where there's like a pier there are arcade machines you can play on if you're stuck on that trophy i want to do it i strongly recommend the arcade machines for some reason it just seems a bit easier i can get easily 100 on flappy bird easy flappy goat getting five was so difficult um all the guys you see will be like take care of this trophy it's a pain the hit registration is off on the pipes you can easily make it through but it will tell you you've hit them as well Seven months playing it daily, and eventually I, I saw a guy. I was doing it on the TV in the first mission, I and mean, it said, "Oh, go to the uh, the arcade machines on the pier." I thought, "I'll give it a go then," 
and I went on it and I got it first go and then I, I threw my controller down I went outside I took a big breath of fresh air I came back in I deleted Goat Simulator and I have never played it since <laughs> <laughs> just completely gone yeah if anyone's i mean i don't know how you got on with the flappy goat <laughs> okay. i'm just i'm literally having a look right now for the trophy flappy goat it's called the flat master it. it's the down flat near the master bottom got yeah. it right so yeah score to, so i platinumed it in two days i hate you so the f- i hate you <laughs> so um yeah i got the game the first trophy i got was on the 19th of the 10th 2015 and I platinumed it on 20th of the 10th, 2015, so it took me a day. I hate you. It. I absolutely hate you. Seven months it took me. Thanks. Maybe you played Thanks it on so the peer machines and they're a lot easier. I don't know. Um, I have no idea, but I did it. So and, yeah, well, good for you. Thanks. <laughs> I have not hated a trophy more in my life than that one. Uh, and that is why I said I wasn't going to rank them. That That's the top. That the, no, Nothing else that I've ever gone for has taken the absolute goat like that one wow yeah I can't talk about it anymore I'm getting angry I'm going to let you talk about your number one he's getting absolutely fuming <laughs> I can feel it in your voice I can Ooh, actually hear that like, it's like this, goat that is a, oh exactly it's like there's like two teapots behind your head going off <laughs> like a little steam coming out of your ears now my number one is something I have spoke about in the future before not in trophy wise it was on my underrated games and it is Apotheon. Oh, yeah. And now, the only reason... The only reason behind this is because it genuinely took me five years to get this trophy. I know. Um, not because it's hard, but it is incredibly hard to do. Because of games coming out and whatever, but... I think if I'd have spent time on it, I still would have found it hard. Like, I did find it hard. Like, I got this trophy on the 14th of the 10th, 2020, and it was the last trophy I needed to do to platinum it. And I was determined to platinum it before the PS5 came out, and I did it. Thank goodness for that. And the trophy is to complete the game on Olympian difficulty. Now... On normal difficulty, it's fine. You can just run around, hit some guards, and it's fine. You can take a lot of hits. But Olympian, if your armor's off, it doesn't matter if a chicken pecks you. You're dead. <laughs> it's honestly, it is ridiculously hard. And it, but it's like it seems like it's hard for no reason. It feels like it's just hard for being hard sake. Right. It, 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 honestly, I don't even know why. I remember the first time I tried it, and I thought, huh, yeah, I was like, I'll, I'll give it a go. There's only there's only this trophy left. I'll try and get that platinum. Should be quite easy. I put like probably a little bit more hours in, a bit more concentration. No, five years. <laughs> That's a long time. And I thought seven months for a goat time. was bad. No, Apothean, seven, um, five years. Honestly, um, it probably it probably shouldn't take that long. And I don't know why it took that long, but like I said, on and off with different games, and it was just so hard. I think it makes it harder because of the way the game works as well, because it's not just, oh, you press this button to swing and you've hit an enemy. You've got to use your right stick to put in the direction of where you're hitting. So if you put your left stick to, like, say if you're facing an enemy 
to the right hand side of your yeah. screen you put your stick up to the top left your character will raise their hand up over their head and then you press attack and it does a heavier attack ah. but you've got to gauge that on the enemies now when it's on Olympian difficulty the enemies are faster they've got more health and they do more damage so less thinking time less manoeuvring time yes so you've basically got to perfect the movements and everything that you're doing and the bosses are ridiculous as well that is this one way fighting um athena i think it is and there's this deer and you've got to chase this deer but then there's all these goats and there's these wolves and they're all trying to attack you at the same time it's ridiculous it's just there's so much going on at points in that game where you don't know what's happening and because it's on the hardest difficulty there's no running out you, you're just going to die mm. and then you have to start back from wherever you saved last and because it's so intense you often forget to save right which is quite hard now I don't want to put you off still get the game because <laughs> it's great <laughs> it's, it's a really good game but it's just that Olympian difficulty is incredibly hard. Like some of the other trophies, just to run through some of them, it's like find all the weapons on Olympus, find all the lockboxes, um, and then uh, acquire all the powers of the 12 Olympians, get some stuff from like some of the gods. So you have to get the, um, the Aegis of Athena, the Crest of Ares. And these are all the things that give you abilities to sort of do, like so breathe underwater and fire fun- thunderbolts and stuff. But it's just, I don't know, that one trophy is, it's just ridiculous. Just takes the There's not even that bit. many trophies. It does, it takes the absolute mick. I mean, some games are hard, like you were saying for Call of Duty in when it gets onto veteran mode, it can get quite tasty, um, to say the <laughs> least. Um, but this game takes it to another level. I don't even know why it does, but yeah, that's an incredibly hard platinum that I've got. But yeah, that's my three. Okay, that's all good. Yeah, all done. Yeah, there we go. We've got a good mix there of different games. Um, I'm just about to go print off a picture of a goat so I can cut it in half. <laughs> throw some darts in it at the wall that's what you're going to do set up your own little dartboard I think I'm going to have to uh, I, I, uh, I, if anyone I'd recommend playing it to anyone who hasn't the same way you'd probably recommend oh, playing yeah. and uh, doing the all the games that we've mentioned today play them all definitely especially um, Battlefront 2 because that is an so absolute fun. blast of a game so now they've fun. fixed it an absolute blaster of a game Oh my word! Honestly, this is absolute pun central right now. I think it's I think it's going off. I think we're gonna to have to stop because you're getting too bloody fantastic. We're gonna to have to say goodbye to everyone. Oh no! Set him off now. Right, I'm gonna cut you off. There's music <laughs> playing right now. There's music playing right now. It's outro music. This has been the Babblers Guild. We've talked about loads of great stuff today, and including our well, three of the hardest platinums we've got, which has been a pretty good info dump. I'd say. Um, I hope people have enjoyed hearing uh, the frustration with some of them. <laughs> yes, a lot of the frustration. Anyway, this has been the Babblers Guild. Hope you've enjoyed yourselves. Once again, get out. That's been us. Get out, you bard, for another week. And we'll see you in seven days' time. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.